Hello, Bloom Squad. I've missed you. It's your girl, Emma, coming in with just a brief little update. This episode that you're about to listen to was recorded in December of 2022, which feels like a really long time ago. And it's going to be the bookend for the glory that was season two. And then the second part to this episode, which was recorded in January, is going to be the intro to our beautiful season three. So that's the update. <laughs> Love you forever. Hope you enjoy. Bye. Emotion. Welcome to the Full Bloom Podcast, where we talk about whatever the fuck we want, and, and you're, you're invited. invited. <laughs> Hello! We're back! It's been months! It's literally been so long. We are sitting in bed together hallelujah and just reflecting on how we had our last episode in the summer yeah the last episode was august i was in california right. you were still living in vancouver we had our leo season episode with brie yeah. and then we intended to do another episode in september another one in october like we had this whole plan and literally all like it's that classic saying like like what is it like make plans so that god will laugh at you or something like that <laughs> yeah. like it was very that like we just <laughs> make plans god laughs something like yeah that. <laughs> but truly like we since our last episode both of us have moved through so many different things in our lives on so many levels that like mm-hmm. this we'll just be honest hasn't been prioritized because it literally couldn't be and that's okay yeah so we're kind of just gonna like update you yeah this is an update episode this is a catch-up um this is a reminder for us that joy is at the forefront of this practice so well joy and honesty yeah transparency transparency but um yeah there was so many moments over the last few months where i was feeling like oh my gosh I really want to share, but I, like, simply can't because I have no idea what's going on. Mm. Just being, you know, like, so in the depths of what it is that, and I'm only just kind of, like, on the other side of it now and feel like I can share some more clarity, but yeah, it was, we were just in some depths. Oh, yeah. The two of us. Yeah, you're right. There were so many times where we were like, we want to do this episode. We want to, like, mm-hmm. have a reflection moment and just, like, discuss what we've been going through. But then every time we were like, hey, let's do it on this day, like, something would come up. Yeah. And we were both, like, there was no capacity. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it yeah. Now it seems like we're kind of, like, maybe, like, like you said, like, very freshly on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Still in it and still tender, but, like starting to see the other side of the hill yeah so and of course we i mean we have been going through very different things the two of us but only naturally was that your stomach that was my stomach (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Casual gurgle. Yeah, like huge gurgle. Oh, so cute. <laughs> um, yeah, just like only naturally we would be both going through like just very mirroring things at the same time. Like it wasn't the same. We'll get into this. I'm being so vague, but basically, serious. <laughs> yeah, like of course we both go through tough shit at the same time. So, mm-hmm. anyways, where you at in your cycle, girl? Girl, the <laughs> girl. Um, I'm like day eight. Mm-hmm. I'm in her spring. I just finished bleeding. Like. Uh, two three days ago um (laughs) i've been hungry (laughs) like that's where i've been at like i feel like i've just been eating i remember never really noticing that in like in relation to my period or to my cycle until i think you pointed it out to me when we lived together because whenever I would be, like, kind of coming up to it, I'd be so insatiable. And you'd just look at me and you'd be like, you're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is so funny because usually this is my inner fall. But I honestly think that during my inner fall this past cycle, I was so busy that I literally wasn't eating properly. And now I've just been, like... This whole past week, I swear, I've just been, like, either eating or thinking about eating. Italian food, mostly. Yeah, which is, like, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not someone that is, like, a foodie, like, I'm not always thinking about food, the way I know a lot of my friends are always, like, what am I gonna have for dinner tonight? Like, I have a lot of other interests, and, like, food i'm just not a foodie foodie. no i'm not like i'm not picky at all and i'm happy to eat whatever and i really appreciate yummy foods but i'm not like always thinking about food Mm. i just like don't really care that much what i eat i am and i thought that was like a taurus rising thing it like i definitely love food of course but i'm yeah i'm not passionate about like yeah. What am I gonna have tonight? Thinks about it all day, spends six yeah. hours prepping a meal. Like I'm just not. If it's literally Carrots. just me and no one else is here, I just like snack all day. Carrots and hummus. Like truly. <laughs> I'm like a, I'm a grazer. I'm not like a meal person. Yeah. But yeah, this week I've been eating. So that's what's up with me. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I have to say. That's it. <laughs> Um, I'm on day 25 or so in her fall, um, synced up with that new moon. So that's in a matter of like days, I guess. I'm tired. I feel like I'm always saying that when we do our cycle check-ins. I'm always like, I'm tired. I feel like we always do it when one of us is in her, in her fall. <laughs> to- yeah. Definitely. Makes sense. We cause... never do this when we're like bleeding. Um, probably because we just don't want to. Yeah, we're both so true. We're just like, no, I'm not. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm kind of really wanting to, like, take good care because last month when I got my period, I don't know if I told you this, I literally threw up. I was in so much pain. And that's oh never God. happened to me before. Makes sense, though. Yeah, yeah, like. Oh, Wow just moving through like a lot of intensity but yeah I like woke up in the middle of the night with cramps and was like so restless I remember I like 
got up at like five in the morning because I was like, there's nothing I can do right now but take a bath to because I couldn't sleep yeah. through it. And I just like got into the bath. Hella like Epsom salts and like magnesium oil and candles. Five in the morning. Five in the morning. It was so weird. (laughs) And then and then yeah, just like hugged the toilet. So I'm kinda like, I really hope that's not gonna happen again because I'm about to be like internationally traveling. Yeah. Kind of while I have my period. Hopefully it starts when I am like at my family home in Scotland and not like on an airplane or a train or something because that would suck but um yeah anyway just some kind of anticipation that this might be like a really hard bleed just because of like it tends to match your like emotional or at least for me it tends to like match up with my like emotional inner world and that's quite intense right now yeah so um on that note (laughs) what's up with you yeah (laughs) well i am going through a breakup and that's pretty much the bread and butter of it i guess realistically i'm last minute going to be with my family for the holidays in scotland which is super super exciting my grandma lives there and she's like 90 fucking something i don't know she's getting up there Mm-hmm. and um yeah my sister my parents are going and <clears throat> I knew they've been going for quite some time now but I had told myself like oh yeah like it'd be nice to go but I don't really need to go I just kind of like ignored the the desire because I felt like I owed it to my partner to stay with him through the holidays and um I guess in, like, many different types of relationships, that would be normal to be like, oh, I just, like, want to be with my partner over the holidays because I love them. But, um, of course, there was, like, love there, but I was definitely feeling more so, like, I don't want to hurt him or upset him by, like, sharing my real desire that I, like, really want to go and be in Scotland with my family. And I just completely overlooked that and was like, that's not important enough Uh, My relationship is falling apart. I need to stay here and fix it. Of course, I came to the realization that it could not be fixed. Mm. So it was completely like beyond my control at that point. And um, essentially, like as soon as we like pretty much broke up, I was like, oh, my fucking God, I need to go be with my family. Like, are you kidding? I need to go see my grandmother like you know Mm -hmm. I feel like I talk about like ancestry and like my ancestors all the time and like I literally have like a living breathing direct matriarch in my family that's like connected to these ancestral lands that my family comes from and I'm like I just kind of was ignoring that so Anyway, yeah, I had a big, like, whoa moment, need to, need to go be with them, so thank God I have the privilege and ability to do that, because it's, you know, it's not close, Hmm. and it ain't cheap to fucking get there around Christmas time either. Especially these days. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't say that without sounding like... (laughs) 
<laughs> Grumpy man. Oh <laughs> Whoa. Cackles. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, yeah, so that's like where I'm at right now. I'm in Vancouver with Taylor because you can't really fly out of Nelson. So, well, there is a tiny airport there. But anyway, I had to take like a 12 hour bus to get here, and we've just been having sweet, girly time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went to the Van Dusen Christmas lights last night together. We had a little date night. It was really great. You're gurgling. My tummy. <laughs> We're making <laughs> eggs after this. That's what I've just decided. Oh, yeah. You never eat eggs. No, I know, but you're here and you eat eggs. <laughs> Weird. What's it like living in Nelson? Yeah. Last time we talked, you hadn't even moved there yet. Whoa! Okay! Holy shit! I live in Nelson now. I've been there for like three months. Um, it's small, it's beautiful. Uh, it's really nice living in a place where there's, you know, there's not like very, very few people. It's not that tiny, but there's a small enough amount of people that when you go somewhere, you are like, will often see someone, you know, Mm -hmm. we talked about that last night. I love that. Um, and there's no traffic, which is so iconic. (laughs) God, <laughs> it really makes a difference. And I'm really trying to remind myself how much less pollution there is and just like think about how that must be beneficial for me in some regard. Like it just, it has to be. I'm just like breathing fresher air. So yeah, it's been super challenging though, living there. Um, like the snow is really intense. Mm-hmm. especially in my like tiny car like god bless rigby my car is doing so well with winter tires on but um you know it's like it doesn't they don't just like plow the whole all the streets when it snows there like, and it's, it's so hilly tight, there hilly so it's different than when you were in montreal yeah. with the rigby it's challenging but it's it's like good challenging i feel like it's growth challenging when I moved there and before, so many people would say to me, like, oh, like, Nelson's gonna chew you up and spit you out. Or, like, yeah, everyone that comes here has, like, has to, like, reckon with their shadow self when they first get here. Like, so intense and dramatic. And I remember just being like, okay. Right, you said it, like, like would it, people said it would, like, expose your shit. Yeah, it would, like, expose your shit. And that, like, it would either you'd either be able to handle that or you wouldn't and you would leave which i was like that's so dramatic and kind of like i don't know like self-righteous or something it like rubbed me the wrong way at first but i was also like all right like come at me like what do i what what's gonna happen to me and then you know lo and fucking behold my like committed relationship falls apart (laughs) within a matter of like months of being there so there's that the frequency if you will is like intense and I feel like you can feel that when you walk around and just sort of like it feels heightened Mm. um so if you can kind of like sync up with that frequency like you know I feel like you can kind of float through but 
yeah, it's just been, it's been, it's been a fucking roller coaster, honestly. Um, I'm grateful for it. I'm definitely being like, okay, wow, this is such an opportunity to be like, who do I really want to be moving forward? And like, what do I really want to be doing? And it's, it's honestly been a really big, like, what are my values? Mm. I've never really had such an experience in my life that was so like, what are you, what do you value? And like, how are you showing it on a daily basis? Mm. You know, like, and for me, I've kind of always known this about myself. And the more I get into astrology, the more it becomes really clear. But my chart is so like, 11th house and like Aquarian it's very community it's very like you're here um like for the people essentially so I feel like this has been very exposing in terms of like how are your values community based and how are you like showing up on a daily basis like for your friends and family um oh yeah you know that has I mean? been huge for you yeah. recently just like showing up for them and and of course in doing so like showing up for myself ultimately like you know by kind of like standing up for a friend you're standing up for yourself and like what like the love that you have to offer and oh yeah so your values but then also on the same hand like what is like unacceptable or like intolerable yes. or like your huge nose, yeah. which in turn is your value system, like yes. showing up also that it's huge. It's equally valuable to be reco- to recognize our nose as it is our yeses. Yeah. What did you say about equally noble? Oh yeah. Just in like, I feel like so often we, like try and try and try to like make things work and like tell ourselves like we should be able to make this work we should be able to figure it out all we need is like more empathy more compassion like more tolerance essentially but it's like equally noble to recognize what isn't working and have that be something that you can like close off and like let go of or like put behind you or just like recognize that it's a no it's equally noble to be able to recognize what doesn't work as it is to like fight for what does work because mm. sometimes it like almost feels like martyrdom you know like yeah to like fight for something that is literally just not for you and like at yeah at what cost I feel like that's what I asked myself mm. many times over the last few months was like at what fucking cost? Like, yes, I want to, you know, fight for something and work towards something that I am committed to and that I have chosen. But at what cost do you accept that maybe, like, not that you were ever wrong or right about your choice, but that it's just, like, expired or that it's Mm. just, like, it's just ended and like that's okay like what is it that cedar said about angel that they're yeah okay so this was a couple that i met like really early on in nelson that lived near where i live the man's name is angel he's like 70 something the woman's name is cedar she's like 60 and they're just like super hippie sweethearts um and recently i bumped into them separately and 
yeah, Cedar said that her and Angel were splitting up. Their soul contract was complete. Yeah. Which is sweet because I've actually always, um, like since the beginning of this relationship, used the word soul contract. Like that was like a big thing for us. And I really liked that she said it was complete. Like not only was it like finished or done, but it was complete. Like it had run its course. It was fully realized, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I think a lot of the time in this like very hetero monogamous world we live in, it's very like to be fully realized, you have to die together. You have to like spend your entire life together. And only then was it like, worth it or did it like quote-unquote work out and if it ends any other way it's like this failure well it's like this idea of permanence like we often when we talk about things in our life permanence equals success so when you think about like uh, like a marriage for example Mm -hmm. if a marriage ends before you die then we call it a failed marriage Mm -hmm. and if it lasts forever we call it a successful marriage same with like if you start a business and then you like decide to like stop your business and do something else, we call it, we call it a failed business Mm -hmm. or a failed career as opposed to just like, like a complete contract, a fully realized thing that like came to an end just as validly as it like came to a beginning. Yeah. Yeah. It's this idea that we like don't have the permission to fluctuate and like be in different seasons of our lives and have different things come and go with that. Yeah. And for us, I don't know if you feel this way, but you know, like when we interviewed our parents, our parents are both in like the same relationship they've been in for so, 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 so long. And of course that's worth celebrating because to a certain extent it is like they're working hard for each other. They like wanted to make it work and they are. And like, that's amazing. And I think we said this in that episode too. We were like, but it doesn't mean that it's like a failure if it goes any other way either. Like just because someone maybe has divorced parents, it isn't like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, that was the wrong thing for it to happen. Like, no, it was probably very much the right thing to happen. But I think for me personally, yeah, just having a family structure that is like literally my own that's so um, committed it definitely feels kind of like, oh God, like literally (laughs) y'all, me and my sister this year were engaged and we are now both not. (laughs) Okay. Like that's where we're at. My sister also went through a breakup. My 32 year old sister went through a breakup this year in the summer or in the spring, mm, summer and is now living back at home with my parents. Like no shame there at all like fucking it's the best thing that could have happened to her in a lot of ways and this is the best thing that could happen to me um but it's just kind of hilarious that you know it's such a different story for my parents of course it would be like and that our stories have really been mirrored each other in this year so I'm really excited to go to Scotland and be with her because we just get to talk about our breakups and be like whoa kind of iconic we were both engaged (laughs) now we're not (laughs) Yeah, I honestly think it's hot as fuck. I know. I love it so much. And, like, yeah, like, for your parents, it was a different situation, but it's almost kind of, like, 
thank God you weren't in a situation where you had, like... A child? Yeah, like, other things to sort out. Or, like, think, like... I'm going to say this, like, thank God you weren't legally married yet, because that would have been, like, so much more complex to, like, come Mm -hmm. to this realization, you know? Like, yeah, and we, you know, I obviously shared this with Bloom Squad. Like, I wanted to have a baby. Like, Mm -hmm. that was very, that was very real. That was very much a thing. And I don't think that that was, like, the wrong thing at that moment. I I don't feel like I'm like oh that was wrong like no that was right but I'm also like it didn't happen for a reason like it didn't happen because the universe was literally like that's not it that's not the path like we fucking tried um, I'll say yeah. that we how do you tried. how do you feel looking back because and like feel free to answer this or not answer this mm-hmm. but like I remember when you we talked about this I think on the podcast when you made the conscious decision that you were going to try your body started like rejecting it and there was like a lot of stuff like literally like body health stuff coming up yeah 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 um yeah I mean I think at that point you know it's easier looking back now and being like oh yeah like that was my body trying to communicate with me that not necessarily that it wasn't going to happen or wasn't meant to be, but at that time there was like other things that were more pressing to worry about. I think I even like said that I was like, yeah, we're like talking about what it would be like to like get pregnant and, and like trying to be conscious about it. But yeah, my body was like, well, let's actually look at like this, this, and this Mm -hmm. and be, and like kind of just take into account that that's probably more important right now um yeah I can't even fucking remember what those things were I think it was like um I had like a herpes outbreak thing that was a thing I don't even know if I've ever said this y'all I have herpes Mm -hmm. it's all good you found out like lots of people do you found out like right around the same time yeah. there was something else going on too yeah there was something else i just remember us being like the body's talking yes the body is talking mm-hmm. god so real and you're doing birth work and you're making cinnamon buns <laughs> <laughs> yeah life's in a bit of a like weird stage because i'm still like i'm still dueling in nelson in a bit of a different way than in vancouver Um, I'm working with people who kind of more so otherwise couldn't afford it because we've got funding set up and I'm working within a maternity clinic. It's fucking cool. I've got like midwives as friends now. They're all badass, but it's very, uh, not sporadic, but it's not super consistent. Whereas Vancouver, it was like, you know, there was a million babies being born every day. Right, it was a full-time job. It was a full-time job. So now I've been basically there for three months. I've attended one birth, and and then I'm, like, barely working other than that. But I did get a job at a really cute cafe where I've been learning how to make cinnamon buns. And the owner's name is Lisa, and she's a total angel. And we have pizza nights on Fridays, and I'm learning how to, like, make pizza from scratch. <laughs> That's really fun. So I'm kind of loving that and just, like, getting my, um, dipping my toes into, like, other forms of work that are a little less, like, involved. Like, 
kind of just simpler. But I will also say that this breakup portal has been really inspiring me in terms of like, okay, what's next? What's the bigger picture? Um, and I'm thinking a lot about my education and like maybe going back to school. It's a bit of a, I don't know, like realistically, like when, you know, like I, I just know that I have this desire to, and mm-hmm. to maybe like do a master's in something. And I loved school. So yeah, just kind of like what could my career evolve into? And that, yeah, more so like when I was in a relationship, I was like, oh, I feel like I can't really like fantasize or entertain these thoughts because I was like, well, you know, like what's my partner going to do? And like, where are we going to go? And this is going to impact him so much. So like, I can't really think about it all that much. It just, it felt like not impossible, but it feels so much more possible now that I am just like, it's just me, myself and I, and I'm like, well, I could, I forgot. I could literally do whatever I want. Like, Mm. It's so, it's so cuckoo bananas that we ever think that we can't. Like, I have a lot of grief around that for myself. I'm like, whoa, I actually thought that I couldn't do what I wanted. And that's so sad. It's also kind of mirroring. It's reminding me of when we were both still living in Montreal and we both wanted to move out West, but we were both in relationships with American men that lived on the (laughs) East coast that didn't want to move out West. And both of us were literally like, we want to go out West so bad, but our partners don't want to. And like, we want to fight for our relationships and like make it work so we can just like stay here. And then it's a pattern. Those relationships fell apart because they were holding us back. And like, I fully, fully from the bottom of my heart believe like yes love and like being in relationship and partnership is work and like there will be compromises but love should never feel like something that holds you back it should only feel like something that like adds fuel to your fire Mm -hmm. you can literally only be with people that energize you that are your biggest cheerleaders and your biggest fans. Like Mm -hmm. it's literally like that episode of Zoe 101 where they're like running behind Logan and being like, he's eating, he's eating Logan's eating lunch. But like, okay, obviously that wasn't consensual because they didn't want to be doing that. But like your partner should be your biggest (laughs) fan. Like everything you do should be built up by them and your love should inspire you and like inspire new things in you. And Mm -hmm encourage that love should never be scared of your growth and your evolution because if it's if it is scared of your growth and your evolution it's not love it's dependency like the great bell hooks has said or was that i think it was scott peck and scott peck but yeah but truly (laughs) i've just been so focused on that these days like who are the people in my life that are my biggest fans like Mm -hmm. when something good happens who do i want to tell right away those are my people and go towards the warmth yeah i think it's been for me i think we spend so much time in our life lives like i remember so many cases where good things would happen and i'd be like oh i can't tell this person because they'll be like jealous or like Mm. mad at me or something you know and like or they'll like make it about them and be like, well, how does this affect me? Like, mm-hmm. And I'm just like, so not here for that anymore. I'm 
trying to be really conscious of like who are the people that make me feel like I can do anything like those are the mm-hmm. people that are my people that love me mm-hmm. it's huge so yeah like and we could have a life full of those people yeah it's just really it goes back to being able to recognize like deciphering between like ma- doing your best to make something work until you're just like wait this actually just isn't for me yeah not that it wasn't for me at one point it's just but no right longer now, for me because i've evolved or i need new things now yeah that's okay yeah totally oh well i'm proud of you oh, thank you you're doing so much work it's huge it's not linear y'all comes yeah. in waves i don't want to regret <laughs> Should we explain that? Yeah, go for it. (laughs) This morning I was reading Taylor has this like book from the probably 70s or something that's like an astrology book called Relationships and Life Cycles. And it just had this section about like when your moon is in a certain aspect with Pluto, you're likely to go through a regression. Because in order to like get through the lesson, you have to like go into the you have to go into the depths of it. And um, I just like had a moment where I just was like, oh no, like I really don't want to regress. Like I, and I basically. She fully like like, palm to forehead, like threw her head back against the wall, shaking her head and was just like, I don't want to regress. It was so drama llama. I loved it. But it is a good reminder that. Sometimes you do have to regress even for a moment to move forward because it's not linear. We know this. We live in cycles. We live in spirals. Um, yeah, sometimes you got to kind of go like back to the pain, back to the like root or whatever to really unravel. Here's what I'm having a problem with. Okay. Is that, <laughs> is that even Come a regression though? Because your regression is to literally go back back but like mm-hmm. are you going back by like revisiting something like it might just be like well i think dipping below but yes. you're still moving forward yes exactly i think, I think you f- hit the nail on the head there because just the linguistics behind going back or forward is still very linear yeah right like i'm literally thinking of like a spiral not a circle, but a spiral where, like, you know, you're still moving in, like, a cyclical way, but you're never on the same path that you exactly. were. Exactly. So when you're moving, you know, say, like, the regression's down here and you're up here, you got to kind of, like, almost, like, fly close to it to, like, feel the fumes and, like, sniff it and be like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that was the lesson. you got to get kind of, like, close to it. I think it's something like that, like you said, dip down yeah and almost be like feel it again and be like right that's the medicine and then kind of like swoop back out and yeah yeah that's the visualization that's been helping me is like i'm not actually like taking a step backward like that's not it because you can never go back to the same place you were Mm -hmm. yeah that was like a big thing even in just like my relationship we were like we need to get back to like where we were because at a certain point we were at like a really good beautiful felt like healthy stage like absolutely we were 
And we were like, we need to get back to that. And then we were like, well, you can't, you can't. Like, yeah. you literally cannot. You can only move forward or, like, continue on into another form. And, yeah, I was just so obsessed with being, like, we need to go backwards. But I know that feeling, can't. though, when you just, like, remember how in love and, like, euphoric everything was. Yeah. And you're just, like... God, I'd do anything to get that feeling back. But, yeah. like, ultimately, that was a past self and, like, a past life. Yeah. Like, literally. Literally. Oh, yeah. God, it's so real. And then, yeah, I guess to remain in relationship in a healthy way is, like, to not want to go back, but to continue to create new evolutions of that same feeling in, like, mm-hmm. different capacities. Which is often, like letting one another go or letting one another grow yeah and i guess grow and go like letting literally if you love them let them go like you know it's so corny but that's it's real and that can be like physically letting them go or it can just be like letting go of the person that you thought they or that they were at one point and like letting that person go and getting to love this new version of them like Mm -hmm. continuing to meet them again is to continuously let them go Mm mm-hmm like, kind of having constant check-ins. Not constant, but even in friendships. Yeah. Like, this is cool. I feel like this is something we already do unconsciously, but to bring it in more consciously, to have check-ins, like, I guess the podcast is kind of like a ritual in this way for us already, but I'm just thinking, any relationship in your life, to have, like, a yearly or, like, you know, like, a quarterly review of, like, where are you at? Who, who are you now? Who do you want to be? Like, mm-hmm. who are you evolving into? How are you different than you were six months ago? And, like, as your friend, how can I continue to support your evolution? Like, imagine we were having check-ins like that with all the people in our lives. I'm just kind of having a moment of, like, whoa, we should really do that with all our relationships. Like, I think a lot of harm could have been avoided in my relationship if we had really done that but also you know you gotta you gotta go through that to know and to like figure it out one of my friends once said we are constantly in creation of a new now Mm. and it just kind of reminded me and like what you're saying is reminding me of this like like to love someone and to be in relationship with someone is to be in like consistent acceptance yeah it's not to you can't love someone in a fixed way in the sense where you can yes there are things you can love about people like oh I love how you are like so compassionate or I love how you're so like um like funny or smart or like you can love qualities about people but you can't love people in a fixed way in the sense where like you can't be like oh the reason I love you is this like one specific thing because Mm -hmm then that might that thing might change or fluctuate yeah. and it's just like it's to be in like constant acceptance based on like a deeper understanding of who that person is yeah you know when someone soul acceptance someone say says like oh you've changed yeah in this really like judgmental like, way fuck you kind of way yeah, yeah it's like well, of course i fucking have it's like you know that meme <laughs> i feel like everyone's seen that meme where it's like a stick man 
and then it's like, oh, you've changed. And then the next one is like a stick man covered the in flowers. flowers coming out yeah. of his head. And he's like, yeah, thank God or whatever. Yeah. Like, thank goodness I have. Well, it's like, fuck. Again, change is the only certainty. Or like uncertainty is the only certainty. Like, that's been such a theme for me in my romantic relationships is that like the men that I've been in relationship with like cannot handle my desire for change mm. <laughs> can't fucking handle it like i don't know it's like man. a threat it's such a threat yeah they're literally like because they're involving ah. themselves in that change yeah it's like a it's like a they see that in you and they're like fuck like if she's so okay with change and happy to like move into different seasons of her life consistently like does that include me yeah. it's like a threat to them yeah yeah it's wild and then that's just yeah. ego work that they have to do. Totally. So, yeah, thinking about the whole, like, acceptance, like, this unconditional acceptance of who someone is, not for their qualities, but for just, like, the fact that they are a human being existing who guaranteed will change at some points, and it's not up to you to decide when or or if that's okay. We really have to engage in that, like, almost detached acceptance, but with this like discernment of our self values to really check in and be like okay I see you for like who you're being in the world do I want that to be in my life or not Mm. like I accept you for whatever the fuck you're up to wherever you're at Mm -hmm. and but like do I want it in my life yes or no I feel like it could literally be that simple then it becomes um, like a sensory thing. It's reminding me of that saying like people remember, people don't remember what you do, but they remember the way you make them feel. Mm. And it's making me think of like the people that we have in our lives, like what they do will change consistently throughout their life. Like the actions that they take, like literally what they do is not something that will remain consistent. That's not what you can like base a relationship off. But how they make you feel is what you can base that relationship off. Like Whether you feel safe. Yeah, and how do you feel around them? Do they make you feel, like, confident and joyous and loved and supported and all these feelings which are sensory? Or do, like, do they make you feel closed off or, like, you have to shrink yourself? Like, what are the feelings? What are the sensations when you're around them? It's like we were talking about the other day. I was trying to express that, like, being around someone makes me feel, like, a certain tension. And therefore, I, like, don't want to have them in my life. Mm -hmm. And it's not anything that they did because it can't be based on that. It's literally just how they make you feel. feel. And I feel Mm -hmm. sometimes, too, that that's why we choose to forgive people and other people. Like, they might do one thing and we're just like, oh, yeah, I don't want you in my life anymore. And then other people, we have the capacity for a lot more forgiveness Mm -hmm. because... Maybe the one person, like, doesn't bring those beautiful feelings. And so they do one thing, and you're just like, hey, yeah, I actually don't need to give this energy because I'm not getting anything out of having you in my life anyway. Yeah, maybe you never really felt those, like, feelings that you desired. Yeah, and then the other person, like, might do something that hurts us, but, like, ultimately we, like, see their, like, soul in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then we get those fulfilled, like, needs fulfilled from 
so many different people. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the other aspect of all this is that like we don't just get all of those like feelings of safety, feelings of joy, feelings of confidence from one person. Totally. It's impossible. And that brings us back to talking about monogamy and like mm-hmm. not that monogamy is wrong, like there's no way there's no wrong or right way to be in relationship, but monogamy not in the sense of having one partner romantically Mm -hmm. but monogamy in the sense where there's this idea that that person has to fulfill all your needs and you can't have other like really close deep relationships yeah yeah because then if you're so invested in that like if from the get-go like i know it's really romantic to be like you are my everything but i feel like fuck i will never say that to someone is that romantic that gives me ics i don't want to be someone's everything that's so much responsibility like Like, i do not have time for that (laughs) it's very like disney romantic you know it's like it's completely fucking delusional but you know recognizing now that i will like never say that to someone because i genuinely don't believe it it's not a value of mine and that like i have to express to people like i will always get my cup filled by so many different people and have like deep intimacy with so many different people in my life and that's okay not only is it okay but it's beautiful mm-hmm. yeah and that there's people out there that are like really doing that and like in loving relationships with people that are like love that for you yeah that that's possible too like go out and get what you need and just mm-hmm. like come back to me too you know like don't let it be like threatening to your ego that like your partner or your friend like has needs that you can't meet because they also have needs that you are meeting that's why you're around celebrate that yeah and celebrate the fact that they have needs that you can't meet because that means that there's also like parts of you that are separate from your relationship which means that like that relationship isn't your everything either which means that like you should celebrate your own nuances and quirks and things too i'm just like god we're all so multifaceted like go out into the world and like meet new parts of yourself every day i feel like the amount of relationships we have are the amount of selves that we have and that's so beautiful not my Gemini Venus. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm just like, God! <laughs> Let me be 900 people at once. <laughs> We've been reading a lot about the relationship between Venus and Mars. Yeah. And just like diving into that. And it's been really interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. want to share? What's up with you? Oh, what's up with me? This past fall, like since September, since I got back from California to Vancouver, up until I would say the last month has been more chill. That's not true. It's been less stressful. Yeah. Um, but like September through November was easily like the most challenging time of my life on so many levels I was like came back from 
California and struggled for two and a half months to find a place to live. So I was homeless for two and a half months, which I'm so grateful because I was able to stay like in like with friends in their home, but I didn't have like my own space. I wasn't able to have any of my things like I couldn't unpack, um, which I think felt a lot more um, challenging because I had already like been homeless by choice for months and months, which I'm going to acknowledge the massive privilege. And we've talked about this and being able to decide to be homeless by choice and like move into a van and travel for months and months like that is an immense privilege. But then it was almost like when I came back and I was like, okay, I'm done being, I'm done living in this nomadic state. Now I want to like have security. Like I thought that I would just be able to like make that switch and like make that choice and the universe would be like oh yeah okay word like now she wants this like that's fair but the universe was like no actually you don't get to just like decide all the time Mm. and it was really really challenging and it's interesting too because I have worked with homeless communities for years now and I recognized when I made the choice to live that way that, like, it was a privilege. But then to be homeless, not by choice, by literally, like, inability. Like, Vancouver's in a housing crisis. And, like, everything's, like, crazy expensive. And I was also, like, just got back from traveling, like, kind of struggling financially, too. Um, It was, like, really hard. And understanding, like, homelessness in this, like, much more intimate way where everything in my life was affected. Like my work was affected because I was like not able to sleep because I was so stressed about finding a place and like I wasn't eating properly. I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't able to like relax. I was like not really even able to like teach my yoga classes because I felt like I couldn't show up in like a grounded way. Dancing so much which was really therapeutic because dance is the thing that like brings me back into my body and it was really joyous but then it was also really stressful because I didn't have all of my things and like you need so many like different shoes and like costume stuff and like ability to like make costumes and just like you need so much like shit for dance literally just Mm -hmm. and every single night almost when I would go to dance I'd be stressed because I like couldn't find something or like needed this specific thing or like had to borrow something because mine was like in a box in storage and like it was just so it was such a barrier for everything I tried to do and I also felt this deep shame about it like it was something I didn't even want to tell anybody like because I've met myself time and time and again struggling to find the capacity to do very simple things I had no social energy I wasn't able to I didn't have the capacity to like call any of my friends or talk to anybody or support anybody and my job was literally support work and I just like didn't have the capacity to be a support system and sometimes work was really nice because I could put my shit aside and just like focus on other people's immediate needs but a lot of the time I would show up and just like I didn't have the capacity to have patience for anybody um and then I felt this immense shame because I felt like I should be able to figure this out I should be able to like meet 
all these commitments that I've made. And I was, I had made myself a lot of commitments based on the belief that I would find a place to live when I got back to Vancouver. So September and October were ridden with a lot of really exciting commitments, like a lot of like art stuff and like shows and exciting dance things and like work opportunities and all these different things. Like there was a lot of really beautiful, exciting things happening, but I a couple times actually had to like pull out of commitments which was another like shame thing because I don't like not following through with commitments but I literally was like I cannot Mm -hmm. I do not have the ability to do this right now so yeah it was like a lot of shame and a lot of guilt and a lot of like re-accepting over and over and over again that like some things were literally just out of my control and all I could do was move at the speed of trust and like trust so fiercely that like things would work out eventually mm-hmm. and like I'll just be totally transparent like through all that it was like challenging being in Vancouver because the support system that I've had ever since I moved here like none of my like people were here that was like you didn't really have that like immediate like it was of your family but they're like through the phone and FaceTime everyone was through the phone and FaceTime essentially yeah like I could call you and like all of the people that I would usually like having a hard day I would just like go like hang out with or whatever or even just like stay with them yeah you couldn't do that either exactly yeah so I was kind of staying with people that I wasn't like super close with and I'm so grateful for their like Mm -hmm welcoming of me but it was also really challenging too because while I knew that they like weren't gonna kick me out I also yeah I felt like a burden I felt like deeply uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and that was kind of leading into like really unhealthy habits like for example I wanted to take up as little space as possible in their home Mm -hmm. so I didn't want to spend much time in the kitchen cooking because I didn't want to be in their way Mm -hmm. so my solution to that was literally I just wasn't eating like I'll just be so honest like I was not eating and I also was so anxious that I was nauseous all the time and I like wasn't able to eat really Mm -hmm. and then I would go to dance and I would be exhausted and getting headaches because I was trying to operate at such a high level of physical activity without any nourishment and then I was getting like insanely awful period cramps and just like my health was deteriorating Mm -hmm. quite literally because I was so like mentally like tense it really just reminds me of like these pillars of support in our lives that really need to be balanced and strong Mm -hmm. and it's the simplest things it's like housing Mm-hmm. job income security and like support like friendships and like yeah. family support yeah I, f- I feel like those are kind of the main three I, I mean I know there's more but really just to be able to like be okay mm-hmm. you like have to have those three if one of those is awry like is that the right word awry I don't know if one of those is unstable like fuck and they were literally all unstable i mean like my family is always there to support me but they're like in ontario and like all my friends and loved ones are there to support me but they none of them were here and like a lot of my friends actually at the same time were dealing with their own big things like 
all of my close people had like big things going on in their lives and I was I'm so used to like being a support option for people but I actually like a couple of my friends had to be like I can't support you right now and that felt like a whole like identity thing for me because I was like this is always my role like I can't support you like who am I you know like it was like this weird thing and then on top of all of that I was changing jobs I was like really unhappy at my job that I'd had for like two and a half years and I was switching into a new role so that was like adding layers because I was leaving work always feeling like frustrated and stressed Mm. going home to a home that felt like stressful and tense and like unsettling and then like everything I did I felt like I couldn't show up in an like an authentic way or like it was authentic but not a way that I wanted to be my I didn't want it to be the way I was showing up because of all of these factors like causing me to literally just be like I am straight up like base level like surviving right now is what it felt like like I was the most raw just most like bare minimum version of myself and I'm so grateful for say rock bottom perhaps I don't know because I don't know I don't know if it was rock bottom but it was like I was skimming the surface for sure like I don't know what rock how do we gauge rock bottom like well it's the the like I think it can you can go to rock bottom in different ways in your life yeah but if this was kind of like the point where you were like like it can be a rock bottom but I mean yeah for sure yeah, I guess we can use that term, but I think... rock um, bottom, you usually kind of, you know, it's like the classic hero's journey and, like, tales and lore. It's like people have to hit rock bottom before they can really figure things out. And I feel like you were at this place of, like, deep, like, frustration. And then you had this, like, amazing opportunity to really, like, advocate for yourself hard with housing, Mm-hmm. And you really had that experience. And now you've come to this point where you, like, have this super wonderful home and, like, a great roommate. And because you had to, like, really advocate for yourself. I don't know. Do you feel yeah. that? Yeah. I think it was... It was actually, like, interesting because... And this can speak kind of just to, like, projections and, like, social media and stuff. But... Mm-hmm. Because while all this was going on, there was also so many, like, like I'm going to say good things happening career and work-wise. Right. Yeah, that so much opportunity. I had actually, like, so many people reach out to me, like, on, like, Instagram. Because I use social media a lot to, like, promote the work that I do in different capacities. Because mm-hmm. um, that's just, like, what people do these days. Um. I know I don't have to explain that, but it kind of just feels like silly to say that. Um, but I had so many people reach out to me over social media being like, oh, I just want to say like, you look like you're doing like so great and like, good job. I'm like, so proud to see that you're like doing all these things and like, you must be like living your best life and all this shit. And it was so interesting to literally be like, this is the hardest time I've ever had in my whole life. Like, I'm not healthy. I'm not well. I'm homeless. I'm, like, really struggling. I'm, like, broke as fuck. 
And to have people, like, on social media being like, oh, you're thriving. Mm -hmm. It was just this, like, reminder of how, like, you, no one actually knows what's going on with one another all, like, very often. And, like, Yeah. yeah, I would show up to dance and to all the different things I was doing and, like, to my art shows and stuff and, like, give the best version of myself feeling like literally I was pouring from an empty cup. But then people would be like oh, like, you're killing it, like, blah, 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 blah. So it was this weird thing. And I also think I wasn't really able to celebrate any of the stuff that I was doing because it all felt so stressful. Mm -hmm. Like, there was a lot of, like, really big accomplishments that I just, like, haven't had the capacity to even reflect on. And if, if, you know, if we're not going to pause and celebrate ourselves, like, who is? And you know why I think I'm having a hard time with this idea of rock bottom is because I'm literally, when I think of, like, classic, like, you hit rock bottom, I think of, like, in the movies when you see someone, like, lose their job, go through a breakup, and, like, have a fight with their best friend, and they're just, like, on the couch. I'm thinking of Bridesmaids right now. When she, like, the main character in Bridesmaids is, like, at her mom's place, like, Mm. on the couch, like, not leaving the couch and eating potato chips for a week. That's what I think of when I think of rock bottom. So I'm having a hard time accepting that because I was still, like, doing all the things. Mm -hmm. I, like, didn't stop because it was almost this feeling. It was this feeling of, like, if I stop, I won't be able to start again. Like I won't be able to get up. It was like I had to just put myself on autopilot and, like, keep going because the second I, like, sat down on the couch and did start eating potato chips, I wouldn't have stopped for a week. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I almost, like, skirted around that by literally just, like, keeping going, which I don't know which is better. Like, one's not better than the other. They're just different ways of coping. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it was... It was fucking rough and just, yeah, going through the, like, it wasn't a breakup, but it felt like a breakup too, because like a person I loved, like left and I was like really struggling with that as well. Mm -hmm. And just, there was so many layers to what was going on. And to add to it, just how social media can be such an illusion and I do think it is our responsibility to like keep it real when we can but also like just in its nature it's like really far off from reality Mm -hmm. so yeah like you know it's so interesting you were having such a hard time that's why I felt like I had to literally I think go off of Instagram I mean there were so many um factors involved in that but part of the reason why I took a break because I literally never really had Mm -hmm. was I was like I can't post anything because it's all gonna be like a lie unless I'm literally blasting on here like that I'm going through a breakup and I just like didn't want to do that because I was like not everyone has like like intimacy with me is a privilege you know like I'll tell people when I'm ready but at the same time to to have this and to even just like share like a photo of anything literally felt like the biggest lie I don't know it was so dramatic but I was just like hey this just needs to go (laughs) I hear that I hear that 
Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird thing because I feel like my social media is so for like work stuff. Yeah. So it felt like I had to just like, just like it was another job. But it does feel like a lie because, yeah, yeah, it's just like so not based in like your like sensory truth. Like it's Mm. just not what's actually going on in your body. It's like coming from this like, uh, not that it's less truthful. It's just like, I think too, the type of content is very different. Like I was just literally channeling like, detachment in my social media and being like I'm showing my stuff at this thing come check it out guys but I wasn't like I remember that when you had that art show where you had some photos of me and Rel in the forest and I remember you shared a photo of you posing in front of it and you were like this is the only photo I got because I just like was so busy and I was just thinking about you being like oh my god yeah like she was probably just like so like scattered because of everything that was going on that you were having these art shows where people were like celebrating you and amazing achievements but you were kind of like fuck i don't know no literally yeah yeah this is great but also like what the fuck is going on like and and in in that photo of you i I can like kind of see it in my brain where you were kind of like posing in front i think you used a self-timer or something it was weird i can almost tell that you were kind of like just do this because i just need to like capture this but also like help (laughs) yeah yeah that it it is really hard when you know that something is like a big achievement and people are like in the space being like oh are you gonna come back and like oh like this these are amazing and you just literally don't have the capacity to celebrate your own work with them Mm. and I'm also reckoning with I saw a quote somewhere at one point that was like, remember a time in your life where you wanted to be where you are now. It's a season for me of my life right now where I'm working Mm -hmm. and it's not sustainable and it's not pretty. And people keep being like, oh, like you're living your best life. And like, no, I'll be honest, you guys, like, my best life is, like, living on a garden where I get to, like, feed chickens barefoot in the morning. Like... I'm so glad you have a vacation in a matter of months. Yeah. Yeah, like, this is not sustainable. But what I will say is if you want to be, like, a working artist that's, like, making money off of art, this is the reality. Like, everyone I know that's, like, working in the arts is, like hard working like people don't just get up on a stage and like start making money and like it's not glamorous like it's a lot of work what does kim kardashian say like i have advice for women in business get your ass up and work nobody wants to work these days oh my god (laughs) no i don't i'm not kardashian first i'm sorry (laughs) anyway no it's so true though i i've had a couple people be like wow, like, how do you, how do you start freelancing? Yeah. Like, I'm literally just, like, I, I work my ass off. That's how you start. Mm. Like, that's literally the truth. That's the tea, Christine. I don't know. Who's Christine? That's what Rob says. That's the tea, Christine. I don't know. We're running out of time. Yeah, we are. That's where we've been at. Let's end it here. Like, that's, 
the bread and butter of the past couple months. Mm-hmm. I've been running around like a chicken with my head come off, and you've been, you've been getting like smacked by Nelson's energy. Mm-hmm. There's a new year upon us. It's Sag season still. Tis. Mm, that's that <laughs> that's it that's all that's, that's all eating blueberries in bed yeah my legs are weirdly stretched out <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're still both in our jammies i'm gonna go get a haircut yeah okay well we love you bloom squad we'll be back for part two very soon thanks for tuning in on us just like kind of sharing the reality of what's been going on and that it's really like not that pretty mm-hmm but that's okay. That's the main thing. It's like we preach so much like authenticity, cringish truth, like mm. all these things. Then we have to, like when we were talking about this episode, we were like, we have to like practice that. Yeah, we just got to be honest and kind of flush through it. And sort of like, for me, the ritual of this podcast has been so helpful to just like say it out loud and then literally like send it off into the fucking cosmos. Like cast it off Mm -hmm. into the pod world so that it's just like out there and in a way like let go of so that we can move forward and you know we still have so many really juicy Mm. things that we want to get into and and offer and talk about and you know get this new season going in a forward moving direction Um, that is like moving towards the light it's warmth but in order to sort of get there we got to be real with where we're at which has been like it's been winter it's been fucking cold it's been the long dark night if you will like Mm -hmm. it's been challenging um and thank you for being patient with us and for seeing us and for being here with us to let us just go on this, like, altered, undirected update chat combo moment. Yeah. We just wanted to share with you. We love you. And we're still here blooming away. Day, day by day. Okay, hang on for part two. <laughs> <laughs>